So, uh, three years from now, you you moved to L.A., right? Um, you became like an internet sensation. How? There was a a video of you uh, that somebody took of you like you were at like a party, right? And they, there's a video of you just like confidently striding into a kitchen, and you you grab uh, a potato chip, and you turn and you as you turn and to look into the you just for some reason you just turned and looked dead into the camera like this is like a very candid video. Yeah. But for some reason you just locked into the camera and as you were looking into it you were farting and you ate the chip and you said that's a good wavy lays right and and uh okay. it was just like for whatever reason the climate of the country was such that that video just climate really resonated country. with people yeah man people were just like it was the funniest goddamn thing all right there was just something so natural and effervescent about it and it really just like you couldn't like watch it and not just be like man Man, that's that's like that's really funny and and that's great, you know. It's like that's re- it's like this video that brought a lot of people together, and so you me farting and saying now that's a wavy leg. Yeah, it was just it was just like a, a gag that like <laughs> like people were like at the Super Bowl, people were like holding up poster boards of that shot with a caption on there, right? And like, what, at, did I film this to be funny or like? No, no, it was just like somebody like had. Their camera phone out. I didn't even know it was being filmed. No, no, you were just like in this party, farting, and you just you walked confidently into a kitchen. You grabbed a wavy lays, and turned and locked eyes with the camera. And as your body turned, there was just something that just released inside of you, and you you let out this perfectly pitched fart, and you said, mm, "That's a good wavy lays." <laughs> All right. Right. And it was just like that. Really doesn't sound like anything I'd do, but okay. No, I mean whatever. I mean I. It's not far from the truth, but. So you you do this video and it's just like America fucking loves it and you become Mr. Wavy Lays. Okay. Right? Um anytime anybody thinks about a potato chip, you come to mind. You're the premier food man again? Like you what, what do you mean? Right, you so you uh you're like you're like the premier food man, right? You're the premier food pitch man. You're like the Noid times 10. Okay. Like everybody knows you and loves you. So you uh you moved to LA and you you get ripped by like uh this big management firm, you know, and people are like discovering your comedy and you're you into acting and like you're just like taking off, right? Uh and you're you're just like merchandising stuff left and right, you know, you got hats and shit and mugs, <laughs> right? And people just yum 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 yum. They're just loving it, right? Sucks. You're you're a fucking king. And uh so, like, the money's just rolling in. You're not really thinking anything about it, you know? And then uh, on the news one night, there there's, like, an expose that um, one of the items that you licensed out was, like, a doll yeah. with, like, a pull string in the back. And when they pulled it, it would say some of your catchphrases, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, but it malfunctioned, and it started to explode. Right? So there were like four kids that got killed. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, a bunch more got injured. Right, and you call your, you're like, you call like your your investment guy, you know whoever that guy is, your money man, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? 
And uh, so they're like, I don't know the company. So there was just a, a defect. And you're like, what company? And it's like, uh, the Lanolax Corporation. Right? And so they're like, yeah, well, they, they, uh, we're, we're in contact with them. And they, they give you a letter. He goes, yeah, this is, this is for you. And it's a, it, all it says in the middle is a big L. Right. And that's gives, all the letter said? Yeah. It's just, that's what the envelope said. Oh, okay. It just said the L. I thought that was just what all the letters said. No. So they, he gives you the envelope. What do you do? I just go, what? I open it immediately. So you open it immediately, and the paper that you pull out is probably like 20 or 30 degrees colder than than anything else you're touching, right? Okay. And it, when you grab it, it it, uh, it has sort of a hum to it that you can feel in your bones, right? And it says, Mr. Dean, and then it gives you an address, and it says, be here tomorrow at noon. So we need to discuss the incident. What do you do? I would I would go I would meet them. I mean, would you go alone? Would you bring anybody? Would you Who can I bring? Would you like I mean I don't know, you tell me. No. I I, I wouldn't want to bring anyone else into this madness. This sounds really insane already. Okay. So they uh they you like go into this office, right? It's a small, nondescript, very plain looking office. Uh, there's a young man at the counter, and he says, he, "When you come in the door, he's like, oh, Mr. Dean, just come sign in.' God, right? So he's like expecting you. So he gives you the sign-in sheet. Do you sign in? I sign in, and I would, and I would ask him how. I, I wouldn't be weird about it, or like try to be hostile about it. I'd just go, "How'd you know? How'd you know my name?" And he goes, "Oh, you're our appointment. You're our only appointment right now." You know, there's nobody, everybody else so far is done for the morning. And you look down and, like, there's some names on the sheet, so it's, like, clear, like, other people have been there. Okay. You know. I go, all right, and I sit down. So you sit down. And you wait for, like, what feels like a long time, but time doesn't really seem to move very quickly there, but your your body senses it takes a long time. Uh, so you wait what in what you're led to believe is, like, three minutes. But it probably feels like ten on your body, you know. Just got everything kind of slowed down. Um, uh, a tall man kind of walks out into the waiting room, and he says, "Mr. Dean." And he, he's wearing like a he's wearing like a suit, suit and tie. Yeah, like a navy blue suit and tie. Okay. He's got his slick back hair. <laughs> he goes, "Come with me." So do you follow? Yeah, and I'd say, "Hey." What, what's up with this weird space-time thing I've stumbled into? And he smiles at you, and he goes, I don't, don't know what you're talking about. I go, with the time? Why is the time all messed up here? He goes, and he looks down at his watch. He goes, uh, it's 11.02. Sorry, I was running a couple minutes behind. Oh, I just, I go, all right, well, he clearly is not. He's never going to tell me what's going on. I mean, he, he doesn't know what you're talking about. Like, God, he's just, fuck you. All right, so you what know. happens next? So you go into this, uh, this long boardroom, right? Yeah. And, uh... He he sits down and there's, um, like you're on one side of the table, right? And you look across, and there are two sort of um, older gentlemen on each side of like a, a younger gentleman, and the younger guy clearly looks like frazzled. Like he doesn't he doesn't look well. All right, you know. But the other two are are very like solemn. And then the the guy who brought you in, he goes. Because I got to level with you, Pat. This is a big problem. He's, you know, government's up our ass. They want to know what's going on. 
look, I gotta tell you, we were we were buying cheap parts from overseas, and there was a malfunction in the design. And he points to the guy at the table, and he goes, "If this guy just would have done his job, none of this would have happened." He goes, "This is gonna cost you probably ten million dollars, Pat." And at that point, you're like, "Oh man, that's like, that's what you've got." You know, you're about to get sued for pretty much everything you're worth because of this guy's fuck up. Yeah. You know, so they go, look, we can't get the money back, but we could sure use a boost of morale. And he pulls out a knife <laughs> and he slides <laughs> it across the table to you. I'm not touching that thing. I'd say, what What are you talking about? What is this? So he slides the knife to you, and you're like, you don't know what the fuck's going on. So he slides this knife to you, and it, like, slides, and it fits perfectly in how your hand was fitted on the table. Like, you had your hand on the table, and it's flat, so there's, like, clearly an arch there. Yeah. And the knife and the handle just slid right in. And it's sort of like, uh... There's, like, a sensation in a video game when you switch weapons. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you finally come set with the new one, yeah, where there's that like preparedness moment, that's how you felt right then. Oh, okay. It felt so right, and so true. The knife. Yeah, the knife. I would say to them, "What the fuck is going on here? Why is time not working? Why does this knife fit perfectly into my hand?" So, like, what, you want me to kill this guy? What do you want me to fucking do? He goes, "The time thing. I I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I've never heard of that before." He goes, but he goes, I'll tell you this, like, this isn't good. You know, like our, our stockholders are not happy and they, yeah, because we killed four children and maybe more. I mean, we don't know uh, how many of these things are out there, Pat, you know, like this guy's ruining you because of his mistake. And he looks up and he's got tears streaming down his face. And the guys on either side of him are just like, look. This guy made a fatal mistake. He's costing us so much money. He goes, we're going to lose millions of dollars because of this. We want revenge. Oh, wait, hold on. So you're going to, you want me to hurt this guy for Yeah, they you? want you to kill him. No, why would I do that? Because he's costing you so much money. I'm not going to go to jail for killing someone after losing my money. I'm not going to do that. I'll lose my money. I'll try to do something to get back on my feet. I'm not going to kill a man. Okay, so what do you do? You just you tell them that? Yeah. And they uh, they look to the door and they're like, okay. Well, go ahead. Sorry for making this uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah, uncomfortable and awkward? You, it, you wanted me to murder this man. Well, look. It's pretty uncomfortable and awkward. You know, I mean, this guy, this guy, you know how much money this guy's costing us? I go, I, I go yeah, you told me. You fucking told He's, me. He I'm, goes, we're gonna, this, this is going to bankrupt this company. Like, we killed kids because of this asshole's mistake. Yeah, you hired him. Look, morale's down. So All you right. want me to murder this man in they front sure of do. everyone? Is everyone? Who else is in the room with me? So when, like, you didn't realize it at the time, but when that knife hit your hand, uh, all the corners of the room, little lights came on. And you're looking now, and there's, like, cameras there. That I'm definitely not doing it. Right. There's in front of so many witnesses and being videotaped. No. Yeah. Leave. I walk out that fucking door. What do you do with the knife? I leave it. So you leave it on the table? Yeah. So you leave and you walk out the door 
and you get in your car to go home, right? And you get in your car, and uh, you go to shift the gears, right? And the knife is, like, resting atop it. <laughs> and you grab it again, and it feels really good in your hand. What do you do with the knife? Um, I guess I just hold on to it. I mean, I don't know. I would hold on to it. Okay. <laughs> so, um... This knife and I are clearly meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, you go home. I'm going to kill someone. And you're, you're asleep, right? Middle of the night, you hear a knock on the door. Yeah. And they go, Pat, open up. Jeez. What do you do? I'd run over and look at the people. You see, it was the executives from earlier. All right, I open the door. So they, you open the door, and they're standing on your porch, and they have the guy with them. And they're like, you have to do this. No, no! Right? So what do you do? I don't want to kill this guy. The guy has enough on his conscience. Conscious. Yeah. Conscience. And then the guy, the guy like looks up at you, and he's like, he starts laughing, and he tells you that he meant to do it, and like he was doing this to bankrupt you. <laughs> he spits right in your face. Oh. Okay, I stab him. I stab him in the stomach. So you, you stab him in the stomach? Yeah. I go, Fuck you, bitch. Trying to, <laughs> try to bankrupt me and spit in my face in my home. So you stab him in the stomach. And you, like, gut him, and the executives just, like, drop him and leave, right? And he's just bleeding out on your on your carpet, right? Yeah. Uh, the next thing you know, the cops show up, and they arrest you because you murdered a man. Oh, man. You go to jail, and you get your throat slit on the third day. By who? By the any of them. They fucking hate you. You, you, get, you ran a corporation that killed so many kids who died at the hands of dolls that looked just like you and said your catchphrases. <laughs> And you die because one of them came up to you, and he said, beep, beep, bitch, because that was one of your catchphrases. He'd say, beep, beep, bitch, and he said it back to you, and then he slit your throat in the shower. You killed that guy. I ruined my life. You killed him. You murdered a man. I just wanted to go back to sleep. Yep.